This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companions and his household and his all those who have followed him including us may Allah bless us all up to the day of Qiyamah my dear children wallahi I am so happy to be here today I am very happy to be are you happy that I came to see you oh mashallah that is good what do you want me to talk about about Prophet Muhammad sallallahu So if I talk about Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, because he was the best of creation, the most noble of all prophets, and he brought the entire deen to us, means he was chosen by Allah to deliver a message to us. So whatever I say in any topic that I am talking on, if it is connected to Islam, or if I connect it to Islam in any way whatsoever, it will be about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. For example, if I talk about wearing my shoes, I will have to talk about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam because I'm a mu'min. Do you agree? Who can tell me something about wearing my shoes? When I wear my shoes, I must wear? Right first. Who taught us that? So I'm talking about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If I, if I talk about how to speak, I have to talk about Muhammad Because when I speak, I must be truthful, right? Yes. When I speak, I must not use swear words, right? Yes. When I speak, I must be uh, using the best possible words to say what I want, right? Yes. Alhamdulillah. Okay, so what aspect exactly of Muhammad you want me to talk about? Anyone? Yes. The story before his prophethood. The story before his prophethood, meaning when he was a young baby. I can tell you two or three things about that because I'm sure you know quite a bit, right? What do you know about it? When he was born, where was his father? Yes. He passed away before birth, which makes him known as a what? An orphan, right? Why? Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala choose that the best of creation, the most noble of prophets, the messenger of Allah, he will be an orphan? Why? Allah chose that, isn't it? Because Allah is in supreme control. Allah has control of everything. Allah chose it for many reasons. One of them is for us to learn that if you have lost your father or your mother, it does not mean that Allah does not like you. Maybe Allah loves you more. Do you understand the point? If you lost something, it does not mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like you. Maybe He loves you more. Because there are people who are more loved to Allah than us, who have also been born without their fathers, such as Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You get the point? So sometimes maybe when you are young, when you are a baby, you might not have certain things in life. You might have a life you are struggling a little bit. It is not, 
It does not mean that Allah is upset with you. It does not mean Allah does not like you. You can still succeed. You need to work very hard. But when he was young, he was known as a Sadiq Al-Amin. Am I right? He was known as truthful, which means all of us, you want to succeed, you need to be honest, you need to be truthful, you need to be trustworthy. Right? Correct? What else do you want to hear about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? I just told you one aspect. Let's talk about something else. Wait, wait, wait. Let somebody else talk. Right? Can we give someone else a chance? Okay. Yes. One of the sisters. What can we talk about? The story of? When the Quran was revealed. See, when the Quran was revealed. When the Quran was revealed. Something that I always find very interesting. Obviously, it's a very long story. I'm sure you know it. And you must learn to uh, speak about what you know. Because in Islam, a winner is not a person who reads and who knows everything alone. What do you have to do when you have read something in Islam? You read something, you know about it. What do you have to do? After that, you have to? You have to? Communicate with others. And in the middle, there is something you need to do. Yes? Someone? Say, for example, I read about salah. That your salah should be read like this. This is the sunnah way. This is the proper way. This is how to do it. This is the hadith to prove it. This is the verse of the Quran. This is this. This is this. After I have read it and understood it, what do I need to do? Act upon it. Who said act upon it? Very good. Act upon it. I need, if I read something and I know this is valid and correct, I need to act upon it. When I act upon it, then I need to? I need to communicate it to others, to share it, to teach other people. One thing I learned is when, when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was told by Jibreel at the beginning of wahi, beginning of revelation, Iqra, what was his answer? What did he say? Yes, someone said it? I can't read. I cannot read. But how old was he? How? Yes, say it again. 40. He was 40 years old. And someone was telling him, Jibreel alayhi salam was saying, read. And he was saying, Ma ana biqari'in. I am not a reader. I'm not a reader. What I always learn from this, everyone takes different points. The point I learn is, he was so honest. He was so honest. Imagine you have an iPad. And you are sitting with your iPad. And someone says, show me to do this. And you are honest to say, I don't know anything about this. Imagine. You, people will lie today. They will say, oh yes, I will show you. They will just fl- you know, flick on the screen and do whatever they can to make it look like they know too much. But they don't know anything. With Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it was very different. He was honest. The lesson was for us. Ma ana biqari'in. Now, we know Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was unlettered. Unlettered means reading and writing, he didn't. But he was very highly educated. Highly educated meaning he had deep knowledge. You see, some people, they use the word uneducated. Don't use that word. Not for Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Don't use that because it's not true. He, he was unlettered, but he was highly educated. So educated that we are all learning from him. We have all taken from him. So he knew everything. He, he, 
at that stage he still did not have revelation but he was so highly educated they they knew him as honest when they had problems they used to call him sometimes to solve the problem that's how highly educated and respected he was so when we use words for nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam we should try and use some respectful words so getting back to what you were saying about the beginning of revelation he what i learned from it everyone learns different points and i won't speak about the whole thing because it's a topic but what i learned is he was so honest that even at that juncture he said ma ana biqari i'm not a reader now can i speak about what i want to say about the life of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam I want to speak about two or three things. Listen carefully. Okay. You know me, right? Yes. What do you know about me? What do I do normally? I talk. I speak, right? Give lectures. It's part of the work which I do. I'm also a teacher just like all these who are here. I teach. I want to tell you something. Is there anything I said today that you did not hear? Was it clear what I said? My, yes. my voice was clear? Yes. The words that I used were they clear? Yes. Were they difficult words? No. When I spoke did I chew my words? No. I'm speaking now are you feeling sleepy? No. I'm speaking now are you interested in what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. I want to tell you because I am following the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam trying the sunnah is when he used to speak law addahu al-'addu la ahsahu he used to speak so clearly that if a person wanted to count the words he was able to count how many words are being uttered and he never chew his words never in the life of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam do i know maybe obviously i i believe he was the clearest speaker and so eloquent because allah would not choose a messenger who could not speak so he was eloquent so eloquent that he used to speak clearly with the best words no one ever said what did you say i didn't hear you what did you say i didn't understand what did you say never i didn't read a hadith where someone had to tell him huh you understand what i'm saying so when you speak are you listening to me it's a very important point we are preparing leaders for tomorrow right or are we preparing leaders for this afternoon <laughs> when you speak you must speak clearly very clearly how must you speak clearly very clearly you must use easy words and you must speak clearly so that when someone hears you they know exactly what you are saying no need to boast about i know big big words let me use such big word people are just looking at you what did he say what did she say When you speak at home speak clearly when you speak to someone speak clearly don't use tough words and open your mouth say it nice loud clearly that is very important and you look at the people you talk to them you give them the best word and while you are talking to someone try not to do something else like what When you are talking to someone some people they are busy on their phone you say sorry brother what is the he will just uh, yeah he's on his phone you didn't know what he, what you said to him he didn't hear or what he, what he said to you you didn't hear and how you responded to him also you don't even know he asks you uh, brother sorry what is the time you say yes yes 
What is the time? The answer is not yes. Right? You give him the time. So try not to be doing something else. Someone talk to you, put it away. Talk to them nicely. Yes, brother. Yes, sister, etc. That is a very interesting point. The second thing I want to tell you. When you talk to someone, talk to them on their level. When you grow older, you will realize what I'm saying. But if you talk to an older person, you talk with a certain level of speech, certain level of respect. You are talking to little people, you talk in a way that they understand. Let me give you one example. Can I give you one example? Yes. Okay. Why am I standing up? I'm standing up to increase your concentration. So that... I sat for a while. Now if I move around, you know what will happen? Your eyes will move with me. When they move with me, your concentration is increasing a little bit. Because normally, people don't concentrate for more than 5-10 minutes. After that, they are tired. They are tired. So I want to tell you, when you talk to people, you need to think of a method of speaking to people of a certain age. For example, if I'm talking about zakat, zakat. Who, what is zakat? Who can tell me what is zakat? Yes. Charity. What type of a charity is it? Very good. Who knows more about it? Yes. Spending in the How? What percentage generally is the charity? Generally. Yes. Sorry? Most of what you have. No. You made a big mistake. <laughs> you mean most of what I have, I need to give it in charity. So like if I have 100 dirhams, I must give 99. <laughs> no. Yes. Subhanallah. Okay, he's speaking. What percentage, anyone? Not half. Yes. 2.5%. MashaAllah. 2.5 is small. If I have 100, I need to give 250. Is that right? You are not concentrating. If I have 100, sorry? Yes, you only have 100, right? How can I give 250 if I have 100? If I have 100, I only need to give 2.5. 2, 2.5. If I have 100 apples, I need to give less than 3. Yes, less than three. 2.5. Yes, yes, 2.5. You understand what I'm saying? Are you following me? Are you following? Okay. So, when you talk to older people, you might want to say, look, my brothers, my sisters, zakat is 2.5% in terms of your stock, your cash, and so on and so forth. If you have held it for one year, and if it is farming, if you are a farmer, the percentage changes. It becomes a little bit higher. If you are mining, there is a different percentage. Did you hear what I said? Yes. Mining, farming, different percentage. But generally, for the general public, majority of the people, it's 2.5%. Now, someone might say, what do I gain? What do I gain? You know, nowadays people ask a question. What do I gain from zakat? What do I gain? Yes. Allahu Akbar. Allah will double. Did you hear what he said? Allah will double your wealth for you. Anyone else? What do I gain? By giving zakat, yes. So we get hasanat. We get hasanat, we get rewards. Yes, what else? And if, so, if someone needs to play with you, you can go 
If someone needs to play with you, you can go and play. Okay, you might get a reward for, for playing with someone if they are bored and if they are tired, sitting in one corner, if you do it in the right way. You'll get a reward for that. But it's not exactly the zakat, what I am trying to talk about right now. So what else will we benefit? Yes. Okay, that is a sadaqah. There is a difference. I know what you're trying to say. Zakat is something that is compulsory, necessary. Generally, we're talking of something material, something that you own. But sadaqah is a charity that can take so many different shapes and forms, meaning so many different types, right? So zakat is when you have money or you have something material of value and you have held it for one year, you need to give to the poor, you have to share. He said something very interesting. Well, I think he, he was the one who said that it will double your wealth, right? Not only double. It will, if you give poor people from your money, small, a little bit, for the sake of Allah, it will double, triple, quadruple, make it more and more and more. You get a reward for it. Your life will be cleaned. Clean meaning your, your, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you a happy, content life. Allah will protect you. He will give you so much of barakah. Now, because I am trying to explain to you the amount of reward and goodness you will get from giving 2.5%. I want to give you one very, very interesting example. Can I give you an example? Okay, you will not forget this inshallah in your whole life. You will not forget this in your? Inshallah, inshallah. Okay. When you have a fruit like an apple, which is your favorite fruit? Which fruit you like? Banana or apple? Apple. apple. Okay. Which fruit do you like? Uh, mango. 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 Okay. Which fruit do you like? Apple. apple. Which fruit do you like? Oh, everyone likes apple. Let's use example of apple. When you are eating the apple, how much of the apple do you eat? How much? All? Including the seed, everything you eat it. How much of the... If you really like the apple, how much do you eat? Okay, let me put a different question. What do you leave when it comes to the apple? I'm eating, eating, eating. What do I leave? Yes. The seeds. Oh, everyone agrees. When I'm eating the apple, do I eat the seeds? No. Okay. So, when I'm eating the apple, how much do I eat? Is the seed the biggest part or the smallest part? Smallest. Smallest part. 59%. How many percent? 59%? No, 58.5. No, 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 no. 59 is too big percent. It's not, the, the seed is actually less than 1%. Maybe, or let's say 2.5%. Let, let me give you the example of zakat, okay? So the seed of the apple is 2.5%, for example, small percent. So if I eat the seed, what will happen? When I was small, I used to think the tree will grow from my ears. I, I ate it. The seed is inside. I start feeling it's moving around. Then I think it's going to grow from my ears. That's what we used to think when, when you eat the seed. But in reality, when you eat the seed, you have wasted it. Khalas, it's over. It doesn't mean you are going to grow a tree inside. But it does mean you have wasted it. Now, something even more interesting is, when you have the seed, a lot of us, we just throw it away. Isn't it? But the one who wants... More apples. What does he do to the seeds? <laughs> they plant it. They plant the seed. But the seed was only 2.5% of the apple. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. The yeah. apple, the whole apple, who ate it? Yeah. We ate it. Who ate the apple? We ate. we ate it. We had the whole apple. Allah says, you only leave the seed. And what do you need to do with the seed? Put it back. Give it back. Right? What do you do with that seed? You put it into the soil, into the ground. And if you put it properly into the ground, correctly into the ground, and you put water, what will happen? When the tree grows, a big tree, how many apples are you going to get? Thousand. Did you hear what he said? Thousand apples. What did you do? Small seed, two and a half percent of this big apple. I put it back. And I made a big difference. I had a tree which grew, an apple, one, two, I'm smiling, I'm happy. Oh, 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 look at this big tree of apples. Did you hear? We can take if we apple. want, we can give half of it to zakat. If you want, subhanallah, you can give half of it to zakat. So zakat will be the small percentage and the rest will be charitable. Over and above that, sadaqat, you are giving more and more. You are giving more because now you have a whole tree. But if I threw the seed away, I was not going to get a tree. If I ate the seed, maybe my stomach, something was going to happen in my stomach, right? Maybe I'm getting sick, too many seeds in my stomach. They say when you eat too many seeds and you haven't chewed it properly, maybe it can affect your intestines. Maybe you might get appendix. I don't know. But there is a sickness that you can get. Okay? Too much seed without chewing any food. When you're eating it, you must chew it properly. Say Bismillah when you're eating. And when you eat it, you chew and you make sure that you are thankful to Allah. Make sure that you eat it properly, right? So the point I want to raise to you today is how does zakat, how does zakat increase your money? Did you hear that? How does zakat increase your money in the same way that, in the same way that, Yes, he said that, but in the same way that. So when we are giving, when we are giving others something, Allah subhanahu wa taala grants us. Correct. I'm looking for a specific answer. In the same way that. Seed. Subhanallah. That's the answer. Zakat, you get back money. When I give small amount, I have 100 dirhams. 100 dirhams. I ate 97 and a half dirhams. 97 and a half dirhams. And only I kept two and a half dirhams. I, like a seed, small amount. I put it back somewhere where I got the money. I gave it back to Allah. The money belongs to Allah. I gave back two and a half percent. What happened? If I, if I water it, how do you water it? You make your salah, you, you make your, your psalm, you are a truthful person, and so on. You have given the zakat, but you do it for the sake of Allah. You need the correct intention. I cannot give zakat to show people, right? Uh, brothers, I'm about to give my zakat. Please come, come, come see what I'm doing. There's a poor man, two and a half. You saw what I did? Yes, I'm a big man. If you do that, that is not sincere. Zakat you give in such a way, no one knows. You know, Allah knows, and the poor person knows. Bas. That is the best way of giving zakat. If a few people find out, if sometimes more people know, no, no problem, it was not my intention. It was not my intention. But the best zakat, Nabi wasallam says, the best charity is that which when you give with your right hand, even your left hand does not know. Even your left hand 
Does not, what it means is that you must keep it quiet. Don't make a big deal. Some people, when they give you a sweet, they, they tell the whole school, I gave him a sweet, I gave him a sweet, I gave him a sweet. Brother, take your sweet back, I don't need it. Right? Right? So you need to know that when you have the correct water for the seed, it will grow beautifully. If you have the right intention, you do it for the sake of Allah in the correct way, and you follow it up with all other good deeds, your tree will grow, Allah. Your tree will grow. So next time when you have some money, you must give a small amount to the poor. You must give a small amount to the poor. So that when you give them, Allah will give you more. When you give them, Allah will give you more. Same example of the apple. This example, you will never forget it. Am I right? Yes. Now when you are eating apple and you see the seed, think of zakat. Ya Allah, you gave me the whole apple. I enjoyed it. I ate it. And I, I really, even the mango, same thing. Mango, zakat is a little bit more, isn't it? Yes. Meaning the seed is... <laughs> the, seed is really <laughs> the seed is really big, right? Okay. But if you have watermelon... But, but percentage-wise, you still have a very small percentage of seed compared to what you are benefiting from, the whole watermelon. So this is something I want you to think about. Every time Allah blesses us, He gives us so much and He tells us, okay, I want to see now, are you going to give? I gave you, are you going to give? Who I tell you to give? You need to say, yes, I will give immediately. And you give. Why do you give? Because I love Allah. The reason why we give is to please Allah, for the sake of Allah. That is why we are giving. To please Allah. When Allah tells you to do something, when Allah tells you to do something, no matter what it is, it is always beneficial for you. There is always something good in that. You know, some people, when they have 100 million dirhams, then the zakat figure is very big. 100 million. If I have 100 million, what is the figure of zakat? 2.5%. How much is 2.5% of 100 million? Tell me. 2.5 million. 2.5 million zakat. Now that is not easy to give, isn't it? I will give you so much, so much, so much, so much. And still I have, calcula I have to calculate and I have to give more and more. But you need to tell yourself, no matter how big the figure is, I will keep on giving this zakat. You get the point? So inshallah, Aziz, I hope that you will remember forever and ever that when you have, when you have a fruit and you're eating it, you say, these seeds, when I put them, they will grow many more fruits. They will grow many more. Same if I put the seed of money, I will have much more money. No. Yes. The seed of money. I'm not talking, you are talking of physical. I'm talking of a different example. I don't mean, please, 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 don't go to your dad and take money, dirhams, and then dig, <laughs> dig in the soil and say, today we were told to dig it and plant it. I don't mean that way. Don't do that. Maybe you are thinking of that, right? Don't plant in, in reality. I'm only giving you an example to say, when you plant something, you plant it in the right way. This is for the sake of Allah. Allah will make it grow. This is why in the Quran, Allah gives you the same example about people who spend in the cause of Allah. What is the meaning of the cause of Allah? The cause of Allah is very broad. Anything that pleases Allah is the cause of Allah. Anything that pleases 
Allah is the cause of Allah. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ كَمَثَلِ حَبَّةٍ أَنْبَتَتْ سَبْعَ سَنَابِلِ فِي كُلِّ سُنْبُلَةٍ مِئَةُ حَبَّةٍ والله يضاعف لمن يشاء. Allah says the example of those who spend in the path of Allah, those who give for the pleasure of Allah, is the example of a seed. Exactly what I told you today. The example of those who spend is like the example of a seed. A seed. كَمَثَلِ حَبَّةٍ the, the seed that grows seven corns, seven corns. On each corn, there are 100 little seeds, 100 grains. You know when you have a corn, what happens? There are so many grains on that, so many. So the example Allah says is, when you, those who spend in Allah's cause, the example is like that of a seed. That it has grown seven corns. On each one of them, there is 100 grains. And Allah multiplies it. That means Allah is telling you 700 times He will multiply it. Did you hear that? 700 times He will multiply it. That is the gift of Allah. Okay, that was my lesson for you today. I think I have spoken for very, very, very long. Anyone has any questions? Anyone has any questions? Yes. Wow, when I came in, you had a chair for me. Why did I take a chair? Okay, I want to ask you a question. When I came in, were you all sitting on a chair like this one you put in the front? No. So I left it. I wanted to be like you. I don't want to be different. This is a big chair for a big man. I'm still a small man. <laughs> Mashallah. So I thought, let me sit on the chair which is just like yours. And I saw a free chair there. So I said, let me take it and sit on here. And then I sat down. And you know what? It's much more comfortable. I can sit with my back up straight, you know. And my, look, look here, if you see my knees come in one line, they go straight down. If I was sitting on there, probably my knees would have been a little bit forward. And maybe I was not going to be so calm. But the true reason is because I wanted to be like you, rather than being different. You understand? Barakallah. Yes. Inshallah al-manar, I think. Inshallah. Yes, anyone has a final question? No problem. The good question. The chair question was also a good question. Anyone wants to ask any questions? Will I come back again? Do you, do you want me to come back again? When? When do you want me to come back? In March? So I, in March, I will march in. I will march in, inshallah. Inshallah. Yes. How to? If you are left-handed, what to do? Inshallah, you keep trying. Keep trying. 
And I know there are so many strategies. I know of one young girl who she was left-handed and she tied her left hand behind here for one day, two days like that. Just, you know, she got used to the right hand. So there are so many ways. I am not saying tie your hand, but I am saying there are so many ways of doing it. Get used to it. Tell people around you to keep reminding you, hey, don't use your left hand. Use your right hand. Use your right hand. Because the hadith, the Prophet ﷺ, he used to love to use his right hand for all the, the, the good things that he used to do. Subhanallah. Good question. May Allah make it easy for you. Yes. Writing with left hand is not haram, but it's not good because it's a sunnah to do good things with the right hand. So you, I write with my left and my right, but I write with my right, but I can write with my left, but I don't use my left. So you are lucky if you, write, if you can write with your left hand, start writing with your right hand. You will be able to write with both hands. I know someone who can write with his right leg. Inshallah. You, if, you, if you can, you must try to avoid it because of the sunnah. I was telling you, everything you want to talk about, you have to involve Muhammad wasallam. Somewhere you have to involve him. Because we are minin. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. You are right. One man, he didn't have hands, so he was writing with his leg. He saw in the video. Yes, yes. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Anyway, yes. I was going to avoid my mother. I saw a man who was sitting in an uh, automatic bike in the, in the mall, and I, was, I saw him, and then I said, Subhanallah. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillah, You know, uh, He's talking, you heard what he said? He saw a man in the mall who was on an electric chair and he, he must have been challenged or disabled somehow. So that is a gift of Allah upon us. Allah favored us above them. You must thank Allah. Like you say, any, any dua, if you don't know, any dua will be okay to thank Allah. Oh Allah, I thank you for giving me, blessing me in a, in a way that you, you have not blessed him. It is a gift that you have bestowed upon me. So that is good. Last question I want from one of the girls, inshallah. Yes. Okay, we will leave it because the girls are very intelligent, mashallah. <laughs> they don't have the questions. Yes. Yes. You must thank Allah. Whenever you see someone who has one leg, someone who has one hand, you must thank Allah. And you must be kind to all people. You must thank Allah. I have two legs. Alhamdulillah. Right? May Allah make it easy for us. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah bihamdihi, subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayka.